For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hey, everybody, this is Billy West from Futurama. Hi, how you doing? I hope you're doing lousy because I'm doing lousy, and I don't want anybody to be happy if I'm not happy. Now get me a sandwich with maggots on it. All right, this is Zeb Brannigan. You're listening to The Geek Show. Hi everyone and welcome to The Geek Show and today we're talking about endorsements of products and uh, by factual or fictional people so you can have Arnold Schwarzenegger alongside uh, Solid Snake or Princess Peach or whoever the hell you want. Uh, I'm Rob and joining me today are, uh, who are you, Rob? Uh, I'm Rob. No, I'm Rob. I'm Andy. Not the same one. No, not the same Andy's either. (laughs) (laughs) Are you spot? No, everyone already knows that I'm also on the show. Thanks a lot, Rob. Oh, I had one job and I did it. Yes. <laughs> you wanted to be that voice in the corner, nobody knows. Dude, I wanted to be like the Mr. Ons. <laughs> Are you the voice of the Mr. Ons? I'm exactly the voice of the Mr. Ons. Which, actually, that's it, I've already solved the show. The voice of the Mr. Ons should just endorse everything. This is the voice of the Mr. Ons. Well, sort of in the 1960s advertising, they kind of were. Two seconds. Have you Hold seen the, uh, there's an episode of, uh, what is it called? Mon- yeah, Monkey Dust, where there's like the trials and tribulations of the voiceover guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes to the pub with all the other voiceover guys, you know, they have all the, the, the typefaces and they just all have a really harsh time, you know, and that Mr. On guy, he's kind of like the 60s voiceover guy, 60s and 70s voiceover guy. Yeah. Yes, he is. So feasibly, they could have like a double up of the Mysterions endorsing and all this presidential candidate. The Mysterions endorsing Donald Trump. Well, I mean, I, I Google searched celebrity endorsements, and celebrities who endorse Donald Trump was one of the top uh, ranking results. Celebrities who endorse Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's hair gel. What? Donald Trump hair gel? <laughs> no, no, no. It's like usually it's products that we're talking about here, but Kirstie Alley was one of the people. Hmm. Uh, lots of other people that I don't know. Uh, Paul, O'Ne- Paul O'Neill, don't know who he is. He's a New York Yankee. Oh, yeah, Frank's internet. Uh, John Voight, who is kind of crazy, so I kind of expect that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And moving on, Sarah Palin, obviously, because insanity needs, you know, okay. number two. Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it was Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman has. I think he's gone for the full set, isn't he? He's like best friends with Kim Jong Un. He wants to like he wants to represent crazy on both sides of the world. Yes. That's it. Do you think it's like a trading card thing where he wants to collect like an autograph from every crazy person in the world? Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> are you just? Are, that wasn't related. Are you just going? Stephen through, Baldwin. You're going through a list, aren't, list, aren't you? One of the people from Duck Dynasty. What? <laughs> They're just like sentient piles of air. No, no, no. I'm going to start off with Ozzy Osbourne, I Can't Believe It's Not Butter. Well, that's not like the only yeah. thing, is it? I mean, butter, it's like the most boring thing in the world. I mean, yes, it makes my sandwiches tasty and makes me able to put other things in my sandwich to make it extra tasty. But it's not the most rock and roll thing in the world, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, but margarine's even worse. You didn't see, like, Ozzy Osbourne... It was Ozzy Osbourne, you said, wasn't it? Yeah. You don't see Ozzy Osbourne buttering up his, his bats before he bites the head off. <laughs> no. <laughs> Toasting bats with butter. Oh, it would make them go down easier. Exactly. That's a secret. He butters the bat beforehand. <laughs> um, uh, uh, no, seriously. I mean, uh, Bob Dylan had a great one, though. 
Bob Dylan was uh, endorsing Victoria's Secret. <laughs> I wonder what that's all about, Bob. <laughs> well, Victoria's Secret's just saucy underwear, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. You'd think it'd be, uh, well, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, I've just got a really bad image in my head. What, of Bob Dylan in Victoria's Secret underwear? <laughs> no, you, you said saucy underwear, but it could be buttery underwear. <laughs> Where are we going with this? <laughs> I don't know. I'm worried now. I mean, uh, uh, do you know? Do you know the weirdest thing though, Rob? This kind of reminds me of you. Remember Lost in Translation? Bill Murray uh, as uh, an as a fading actor going to Japan and doing all these weird adverts. Yeah, but that's like a real thing. I know. Yeah. Oh, speaking enough. of, do you know what my favourite one of these is? Yeah, the Japanese RoboCop advert. Yeah, I've just seen that. But it's just like it's a Japanese family cooking mm. some fried chicken, and then Robocop bursts through the TV, <laughs> like, eats the chicken, and then steals their fridge for some reason. That makes no sense. I mean, for one, he's not even alive. Why does he need sustenance? Oh no, no. Do you remember? He's, he's doing it purely just to spite the family. Do you remember the Star Wars advert for tuna? <laughs> the Volkswagen. No, no. Just to go back on that point, that image that you put in there, Andrew, of uh, just Robocop sat in the corner going, mmm, tasty, I like this chicken. And the corner just giving them all really long and unbroken eye contact. <laughs> and nobody does eye contact like Robocop. <laughs> and uh, maybe he, maybe he's got like you know really embarrassing boxer shorts on just to sell the fact that he's, he's yes. rubbing it in. And they know full well he doesn't have taste buds. Yes. <laughs> But he's no. going to continue lying and saying he loves this chicken. Uh, I, I think Japan have uh, have the lead when it comes to crazy endorsements. I mean, uh, as I said, do you remember the Star Wars tuna advert from I think the early nineteen eighties? Where most of us went. Or was it the It was either the early nineteen eighties or the nineteen seventies. Where uh, I think the movie had either just come out or was coming out, and so. They didn't really have an idea of what C-3PO and the other characters actually looked like. They just knew it was a gold humanoid robot, so they did the best they could. I'm just picturing a stripper painted pink and gold now. <laughs> I think Star Wars done quite a lot, haven't it? That yeah. was the success, though, wasn't it? You know, I mean, um, the studios had no faith in it. Yeah. Like, whatsoever. So they said, we'll let you do it, but... Can I, George, you could say, can I keep the merchandising rights? And he is basically a genius. Because he's. Yeah, he's like everything. I mean, a few years ago, if you listen to this internationally, you might not realise that Star Wars was used to sell, what was it, phones? Yeah, yeah phone Yoda was shilling people like LG phones or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the, and the sat nav. They had like sat nav uh, sessions on with Darth Vader and Yoda. Yeah. I know. Really? Yeah, they did. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> and then they had those weird adverts uh, for uh, what was it for Vodafone with Yoda wandering around using the Force on people. <laughs> and yeah, that, I mean, that's he, what I was thinking of. He went bowling and used the Force. What sort of douche does that? And Darth Vader Force starts a Volkswagen. Yeah, <laughs> he did what in a Volkswagen? He Force started. Like li- it was like a little kid dressed as Darth Vader, and he Force starts a Volkswagen car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the weirdest ones that I remember was, uh, you know, Kiss have put their name to put pretty much everything. Well, it's when Gene Simmons isn't, you know, busy being a horrible human being, like you know, yeah, crapping all over the dreams of everybody else who isn't him. Yeah, he needs to make money somehow because nobody listens to Kiss other than that same ten people. Yeah, he needs money. That's the Kiss Army. I'll have you know. <laughs> it's it's a very small army. It's more like a Kiss comic book. Yeah, it's like a Kiss platoon. <laughs> Yes, yeah. an actual army. <laughs> well, I think it was in the early noughties, um I remember seeing this. Kiss decided to endorse a line of funeral caskets. <laughs> I like that. <sighs> of course they did. Why? Well, like events on the side that shoot up massive gouts of flame as the coffin is lowered into the ground. Um, <laughs> it's funny enough you say that, but have you seen that thing? I think it's in certain... Uh, either African or Caribbean countries where you can get your your um your, your coffin they like, shift out like all sorts of weird things like a boss, a duck, yeah. uh, like all sorts of weird sort of yes. contraptions and things. Yeah. Well there's Should one just let it rest. 
There's one for so the that... Pokemon fans. Psyduck, do, Psyduck endorsing little plastic ducks for the bath. Robin, I don't want to say Psyduck endorsing funeral care for a second there. I don't want to break your illusions of reality or anything like that, Rob, but you know Psyduck, right? That little duck from Pokemon, right? It's a character. It's a character. It's not like he has an agent or something. Well, he does. It's called his Pokemon Master. <laughs> is that what Pokemon is? It's just... I know they use the, the people... I think it was Team Rocket would basically try to free Pokemon and they're the good guys and all the people who are Pokemon Masters are just horrible Mandingo Slayer Fighters. Yeah, I'm using the term Mandingo, though. That's even worse because that was what happened in the slavery when uh, white slave owners forced their black slaves to fight each other for money, <laughs> and that's what Pokemon is. Yes, Pokemon is Mandingo. Pokemon Go. <laughs> Pokemon <Sorry>. Dingo. <laughs> oh, the, the best part is that they ran out of names for Pokemon games a while ago, so you actually have Pokemon Black and Pokemon White. Yes. Yeah, but they've got. And if you get together, you can make your white power Pokemon fight the black power Pokemon. <laughs> Thing is, you've got so many colours. Why did they just black and white? Yeah, well, the Pokemon purple yet. Well, they're gonna have to start going through like you know Pokemon Puce. No, no. Um... They're gonna have to get in touch with the Pantone Institute to who <laughs> <laughs> you know the the self-appointed authority on naming colours. <laughs> Nintendo are a good example, though, because, you know, going back to the celebrities, them, I think it was, what, a while ago, I remember, they had the adverts, I think it was when the DS was a thing, they had all the people coming out saying, like, Robin Williams saying, oh, I love Zelda, and he actually did, because he named his daughter Zelda after, you know, yeah. the, the Legend of Zelda. But them things, them were really weird, it was, uh, like, when brain training was a thing, and all the celebrities, oh, said, yes, yeah. I use brain training, and I'm such a clever person because... Yeah, that, that Nicole Kidman loves this Nintendo DS. Yeah. yeah, it was just. There comes a point, and I, I know it's more of an American thing to have like Amer- uh, celebrity endorsements, but in England, it was just so fake. It just appeared so fake. I'm not saying celebrities don't play games, but Nicole Kidman, you do not play brain training. You buy it. Maybe yeah. she does, and maybe she owes all of her success to it. I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. Where are we going with this? We're keeping on that point, though, I mean... Basically, the point is that Nicole Kidman sleeps with a giant paper mache head of that brain-training guy. <laughs> Dr. Kawashima, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, don't, uh, don't, because there is actually a porn version of that. Of course there is. He said it, so it exists now. Yeah, 34 <laughs> is a thing. Yeah. Do you know what's but, surprising? Uh, yeah. do, you know, do you know what's surprising to me, though, is... Uh, there's, you know, one of the things right now for celebrities to do and for uh, is to launch their own like perfume or clothing line or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the number of celebrities who launch a clothing line or a perfume who don't actually use their own stuff is actually quite no, scary. No, terrible. Will I am's notorious for it. It's kind of normal though, because it's not actually it's just using their name as sort of a thing to sell the product on. Mm. Their name is a means to market. Like uh, I want to wear the. I want to wear the Brian Blessed jeans. That'd be brilliant. They're really, really loud, <laughs> full of like awful colours like pink and purple and neon green. Because yeah. you know, how else are you going to communicate the fact that Brian Blessed? Yeah, but you're not getting the bipolar bear. Not just celebrities. <laughs> um, you know, like you've got like 007 deodorant. But yeah. he doesn't approve. Well, he's a fictional character. I mean, I remember the advert they did for the phone, the 007 phone. What, mm. What's a 007 phone? I've never seen him use a phone. If he did, he just, you know, it doubles up as a gun or something. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. not what the the phone is. Which I think, didn't they, like, in Quantum of Solace, just go really lazy and just go, okay, all these gadgets are just a phone. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the advert, expl- like, really clearly. He's like, um, oh, what's she called, the... Uh, the woman who's since became Q, I think, or Money Penny. Can't remember. Oh, back in Naomi. Yeah. Not not Naomi Campbell. It's not Naomi Watts either. It's another Naomi, but yeah, it was her running around like a city centre, followed by two, you know, Eastern European folks. They're always from Eastern Europe, you know. Folks come from elsewhere, you know, marketing people. And <laughs> she said at the end of the advert, she picks up the phone and says, "I wish you'd pick up your phone yourself, Double O Seven." Says, "What the? Why was ah oh, stupid advert?" <laughs> Can't 007 go and get his phone from like a phone shop like the rest of us? Can't he sit in that that stupid like shop, like talking to the salesman who's trying to make him pay like fifty pound a month for something you're not even going to use? Well, I want to say that like movie of Bond, 
where Bond goes to E.E. Oh, his phone gets <laughs> cut off during a mission. <laughs> well, because he hasn't paid the bill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bond is in a Wi-Fi black spot because, you know, he, he was on the wrong contract. No, 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 no. Even better. <laughs> like, he... Really dramatic music swells. He looks down and goes, damn, no signal. I was expecting no. an email and everything. He's sneaking <laughs> He's sneaking through the enemy base. He has to be totally silent. And then his phone goes off and somebody's calling him about life insurance or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... He'll automatically have, like, Siri on and then he'll just say something while he's sneaking into a building and then go, now playing so-and-so from his music list. Okay. And he's got a really embarrassing 80s pop-up ballads <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, one of the weirdest ones that I remember, though, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> yeah, that bastion, <laughs> uh, that bastion of uh, uh, of uh, music, Snoop Dogg, endorsing Norton Antivirus. <laughs> Explain how those two Genius go together though. to me. <laughs> well, isn't Norton like notoriously? Or is it McAfee? One of them's really notorious for being kind of crazy and. Uh, oh, McAfee is McAfee 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 is kind of crazy, but Norton is just kind of evil. You know, I'm pretty sure there's another Norton one where it's literally buy our antivirus or Dolph Lundgren will kill a unicorn. <laughs> yes, I remember that one. It's, uh... And he'll do it. Dolph Lundgren is a crazy man. Have you seen his thing, by the way, Dolph Lundgren, um, where he's like doing like a big stage show where he intersperses sort of like a classical crooning with breaking bricks, sort of karate display style. No, but I must see this now. <laughs> I thought you. I think that I backs that. up my point. It's brilliant. I... It's beautiful. I thought you only show me that, Rob. But okay, I... it's it's worth catching. <laughs> um. Yeah, one of the weirdest ones I remember from the last couple of years. I think we actually talked about this on the uh, back in, uh, back when we had the office. One of the weirdest ones that I remember was this one that we talked about from uh, uh, from last year, I think, and we mentioned this um, last year on a show. Was Cristiano Ronaldo and this weird facial flapper thing? You're gonna have to explain yourself better than that because after it, like it, 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 it was. It was called Facial Fitness Pow, and it was the thing that that you basically put in your mouth and nodded your head so it <laughs> flapped up and down. It had these flaps on either side that looked like a weird long moustache. And you Please. basically... It cost like £90 in Singapore. He basically... I think a lot of Real Madrid play, <laughs> players and fans saw this and went, what the hell did you do? How did you get... <laughs> how did they get you to do this? Yeah, the one that always gets me, I know this is not related, but when you get, like, uh, I think product placement. Yeah. Product placement is yeah. kind of the devil, because when you think about it, uh, how... I mean, look at Spider-Man, uh, the amazing Spider-Man. It just makes you question the whole universe. Like, um, the fact that computers, movies, including computers, never have Windows or, you know, uh, Mac operating system because they're not product placed and... For some reason, in the Amazing Spider-Man, he uses Bing. Who's Bing? Nobody uses <laughs> Bing. That's fictional. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe the whole idea of that film where, you know, um, I can't remember the name, but Dinosaur Crocman, whose name's completely Brit. Duck Connors, wasn't it? I can't remember his. <laughs> what, that guy who looks like a lizard? Yeah, and the lizard. Oh, he's just called Lizard. Yeah, he's oh, just that, called the Lizard. That would help. <laughs> Um, but when he was, you know, trying to take over the world and turn everybody else into lizards to make, you know, the, the best sort of theme park ever. I believed all that, but when Bing got introduced... That's that what... was where you drew the line in the sand. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't it's forget like, um, World War Z as well. What was World War Z? Pepsi. Oh, no, that's fine, you know, because people drink Pepsi. What, what was the... I mean, I was. Yeah, but it's the fact that Brad Pitt finds the one functioning Pepsi machine in the entire apocalypse. No scratches at all. Really? I, won't, I can't remember that. It's just bright Pepsi machine. Maybe he gets a Pepsi. I can't remember if it puts money in here or not. Does it Does it go really slow and have like a really romantic music, like, you know, from the 1980s Levi ads? And he's got his shirt off and, you know, there's loads of sort of <laughs> sweat glistening off his abs and he fluffers his hair and, it, you know, it goes in the wind and he just drinks it. Just, mmm, Pepsi. <laughs> and then all the zombie girls start biting their lower lip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and all the zombies nearby are just squeeing because you saw that. Is that what happened? Possibly. 
I'm going to go with that one. I think they always the classic example of bad product placement in a movie is Transformers, you know. No, it's like, a, it's like what was it, the last Transformers movie? They go through this whole chase thing, and then, who was it who was in there, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, I like Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah, like he gets him. out of the truck and gets a bottle of Bud Light that's <laughs> Z, miraculously like unbroken in amongst all this carnage. Does he, like, rip his shirt off, and he's got, like, perfect abs, and he goes, mmm, Bud Light, and he's got you know, does he, like, listening. spit it out, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was hilarious. Well, yeah. I mean, it's become a lot more obvious, you know. Well, it, it, no, it hasn't, actually. Some people are just... You know, like, when you see, like, somebody using the, the Apple computer? Yeah. That's product placement. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, that's yeah, okay, because, that, you that know, it's a thing people use. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if somebody's using an Apple computer in an office or to do their work, it's a thing people do. So it's it's more subtle. But when it's blatantly yeah. obvious and the camera focuses in on the can of Coca-Cola that the character is drinking. If you see, like, uh, somebody using a Windows phone, you think, OK, you know, product placement's gone too far here. Nobody uses those things. It's, it's even in games now, though. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, GTA Five is a good one. Um, each character has... A different mock make of phone. Yeah, but that's not really product placement. That's just kind of mocking. Product In a placement. way, it is though. <laughs> well, yeah. Kind of and kind of not. And uh, Lara Croft used to like Lucas Aid in the nineties. Well, she never liked it. She didn't like stop having a level and that chair. Oh no, no, that's not how it happened. <laughs> That'd be porn. <laughs> and all the people who wanted that cheat to make uh, Lara Croft's shirt not be on admit uh, th- those people did exist but yeah you know Pawn didn't exist with Lara Croft then <laughs> no it probably did it probably did actually now I say it out loud it probably did but yeah the adverts were just Lucas strange weird really blocky Pawn yep yeah e. but uh, no I mean uh, you mentioned video games and the, start- and you, the uh, GTA stuff but Aren't there actual examples of actual products in some games? Probably. Because I'm pretty sure Hideo Kojima has done some sort of product placement oh, in yes. Metal Gear. Well, not so much product placement, but he's just had like um, posters for gravure models and AV models or whatever you call them. Oh, is that how he developed Quiet? No, no, you know, like in the... No, no, it's solid. fine, because when you find out the reason for why Quiet wears no clothes, you will be ashamed of your words and deeds. <laughs> Actually, as a reason. Is it because it? of porn? Yeah, it's kind of, no, but uh, was it Metal Gear Solid 2, when you're on the uh, ocean liner? Yeah. yeah. You're hiding away in this, uh, the lockers. He's got, like, models of... posters of models. Yep. Apparently those posters were from the office at the time. Yep, because he likes so, that sort of thing. That's kind of product placement, because those... Oh, this is really insensitive. Those women are selling themselves as products. Well, yeah, but also... <laughs> now, at least he's balanced it out with, like, naked Norman Reedus, so... Equality! Well, he yeah. he kind of like, balanced like, it out he's in... Like, he's 50 years old, like, he looks like that as well. Yeah. He kind of balanced it out in Metal Gear Solid 2 as well, because he had, uh, he had a section with Naked Raiden as well, which was odd. There's a... Also, it got the Kojima's... Weird sense of humour goes into the achievement list on the Metal Gear Solid HD remake. What? It's very, very disturbing. Yeah. Um, do you know in Metal Gear Solid 2? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can see what I'm looking at. No, I can't. But, oh, uh, no. But, uh, the achievement is called Snake Beater. Oh, God. Oh, I, can even, I know what this is, and you don't need to say anything else. This is this is obvious, man. <laughs> it's just so bad, so bad. Hi, everyone. This is Rob from the Geek Show Podcast Network, uh, here to tell you to tune in to Four Panel, the Geek Show's dedicated comics and manga show. Every week, we've got the latest news, and we've got reviews of all sorts of stuff, and we've got a pile of glorious 90s comics that we go through as well. So tune in to 4Panel every week on the Geek Show Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Matt Gibbs. Uh, I'm the managing editor of Improper Books, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Oh, welcome back to the show. We are going to keep on talking about celebrity endorsements. I think what's more interesting than celebrity endorsements, because, you know, the real people that have to make uh, some money. Makes well, sense. Wow, real money. is hmm. debatable. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean... Fictional characters endorse stuff as well. I mean, uh, well, I... before I even get to that, there's stuff, there's like characters that are made up to promote stuff. 
You know what I mean? Mr. Kipling isn't actually a real person. Uh, Shut your ah, yes. Yeah, Bessie. Yeah, Aunt Bessie's not a, not a real person either. Aunt um, Bessie's overrated uh, in Yorkshire puddings. Uh, just <laughs> the Milk Tray Man. Who's the Milk Tray Man? That's, that's, no, you don't know the Milk Tray Man? He's no Milky Bar Kid, though. No, he's not a Milky Bar Kid. Those burgers, you know. <laughs> the Milky Bar Kids are on him. <laughs> no, sorry, the Milky Bars are on him. Yeah, it was like uh, Tony the Tiger, not a real mm. tiger. Yeah. I checked. Snap, crackle, and pop. Yeah, Tony the Tiger certainly has a large fan base. Yeah, Coco Monkey, Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Uh, pop, not Pock. Um, <laughs> um, snap, crackle, snap, Crackle, and X-Pock from wrestling. <laughs> Possibly. Honey Monster. Yes. But yeah, there's loads of them. Do you, think, do you think if he goes out, on a, goes out on a night out on the pole, he walks around going, Honey. Of course he does. <laughs> if he was real, of course. But he's yeah. not, because he's cocking nonsense, Rob. The actor was. Oh, yeah, the big sort of, like, uh, sort of suit. Hmm. Yeah. Like one of the bigger Muppets and that sort of suit. Wasn't there a whole bit where they tried to get Darth Vader to promote some stuff? He's promoted tunes. Yeah, that was it. That was one of the weirdest <laughs> ones. Oh, yeah. It was like, you've got a sore throat. He was having trouble breathing. Yeah. He was having trouble breathing. Yeah. He took, like, a, a lozenge a tune. <laughs> it just cleared him all up. The breather dream. Actually, I found another Japanese one with Darth Vader in it. Oh, oh no! It's like it's for a Samsung phone. It's, just, it's a bunch of Japanese people walking about with this ridiculously happy music in the background. And just Darth Vader walking behind them because Darth Vader is their phone, apparently. What? To be honest, he is basically a phone because he can talk to people over vast amounts of space just using the Force. Well, hmm. yeah, I mean, the one that I posted yesterday, the weird Japanese one with Hatsune Miku, the uh, the Vocaloid, a virtual idol, whatever diva you want to call her, I don't know, doing an advert for hair products. So a fictional character with fictional hair doing oh, an advert not, for real-world hair products. And You see, to- questions there, more, more questions and answers. Is she promoting like hair loss products because that's just disingenuous? No, no, hair care products. Hair care products. The advert basically has, you know, Hatsune Miku has like the twin tails, the twin ponytails on the side of her head, right? Mm. She sees a, a, a live action advert with Scarlett Johansson in her fictional CG world, and she decides she wants to be like Scarlett Johansson, so she takes her twin tails out, uses this looks whatever thing. And then next thing you know, her hair is glossy and flowing and straight, and she does her singing. And then she gets a phone call from Scarlett Johansson at the end of the at the end of the advert. Like, what? How does <laughs> this all fit together? Is that Hatsune Miku has become sentient and has gone crazy and is going to like steal Scarlett Johansson's skin or something? I don't know. Like that episode of oh, what was it called? And uh, Gravity Falls, in which that avatar from that really terrible game got really sentient and clingy and started murdering people. Possibly. This is what happens with Hatsune oh, Miku. Miku, we just call Miku words, names and letters. Maybe Miku's found out that uh, Scarlett Johansson is playing Makoto Kusanagi in the Ghost of the Shell movie and is thinking, that's my role. Could you imagine a worse thing than her in Ghost in the Shell or Hatsune Miku? Hatsune Miku. Hatsune. You just said that because you'll have to do the review and you can't say a name. <laughs> and there's loads of people who I had the reviews for and I can't say their name. It's kind of a running narrative, to be honest. <laughs> it's true. Names are impossible for Rob. Yeah, but I think it's <laughs> interesting that I'll die up in there. I mean, yeah, there's loads of things, loads of characters, there's things uh been created specific for specific brands. We went through a few of them. But more interesting than that is kind of what we'd like to see, I guess. Because there's so many characters out there and they're just sort of almost ready, perfect and, you know, good to go for any brand in the world. Uh, I, think the, I think the worst one would be something like uh, Mario and Mario selling peaches and, uh, with, <laughs> and having the tagline, I could eat a peach all day. That's just disturbing. What's the song Peaches plays in the background? Yes. I've got to ask a question there for you, Rob. When have you ever, ever seen an advert of somebody or anybody ever advertising Peaches? Peaches is one of those things that you think, oh, you know what, I fancy a peach. You don't need advertising and go to a shop thing. You know what, I saw that advert. That's cracking. And I forgot Peaches existed. Let's have a go one of those. (laughs) Could be worse. (laughs) Hey, if they can advertise oranges and bananas and apples, why not Peaches? I've never it seen a banana advert. I have. <laughs> or, what if? 
Apples, yes, but nothing else. <laughs> what if Mario started selling mushrooms? It's a different story then, isn't it? Same with mushrooms. You don't see adverts for <laughs> mushrooms. I was going to say, like, I don't know, like a, a shop that sells uh, bathroom fittings. Yeah, Mario would do that, because it makes sense. He'd make a tidy <laughs> slum <slumber> there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, realistic I'm sorry, but Mario and... is actually the worst plumber in the world. All those broken pipes and he can't fix them. Instead, he, <laughs> he falls into them. them because, you know, no, he keeps a, falling he's into them liar. and ending up somewhere else. Like, Mario has a problem with lying or he's got some sort of... There's something wrong in Mario Land because every time he goes down the pipe, there's some sort of monsters, like turtles, that he keeps on murdering for no reason. No, I... Uh, no, I honestly think Mario is the fifth wheel. I honestly think that Peach and Bowser have a thing, you know, they have a thing going on, and Mario has basically butted in, he's the creepy stalker guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, Peach has a thing for, you know, lizards. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> and Luigi's just nosy. Luigi is Mario's stalker friend. <laughs> and they're just too afraid to tell Mario and Luigi to go away because they keep bringing, like, bloody turtle shells. Yes. That's, that's the thing, though. I mean, what sort of brothers who aren't, like, twins dress so similarly? Is that, like, the same moustache, the same hat, the same... They don't even have, a like, a company while they're dressing the same. They're just weird brothers. They're weird. They're weirdos. <laughs> I'm thinking of my, like, realistic things, like, you know, like, uh, Caroline selling sheds, you know. What? <laughs> <laughs> Coraline, you know Coraline, the like a film in which the girl discovers that there's an alternate reality with a, um, button-eyed monsters. Yeah. That's a classic case of what in a shed, that is. <laughs> oh. If we all want that little place that's away from home, you know, to do our thing, you know, whatever you want to do in there, whether it's just to keep tools, have a little bar or something, or like a little annex to your house, but... Who, who better sell that than a girl who wants to dream away to wear, you know, but an eyed thing. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. It's on paper, on my head, in my head, sorry, this felt like a really good idea. But the more I started talking about it, the more I started feeling plot holes just emerging all over the place. Okay, something a bit more realistic. Uh, Marcus Phoenix, for example, from Gears of War, with a tiny, tiny Swiss Army knife that doesn't even fit into, that is, you know, he can hold it between his finger and his thumb. Because you do that. Shipyard. You don't get see adverts for them things. You'd see him like advertising uh, one of those. Oh, what are those cars called? The big sort of yellow truck thing that goes over two oh, lanes. Oh, the Hummers. Yeah, you'd see him advertising the Hummer. That's totally a market market. Or Marcus Phoenix thing. What about Hummer brand steaks? <laughs> That's the most Marcus Phoenixy thing you could possibly get. Oh, do you know what that reminds me of? Do you remember um, Donald Trump? Once yes, tried to sell steaks. steaks, yeah, but where did he try to sell them? Was it like on like a hardware channel or something? No, it was in an, a consumer electronics store. That's it. The this man weird, is an idiot. Yeah, seriously, Trump steaks being sold in a consumer electronics store across the USA. It's no wonder they failed. <laughs> I mean, why not just at Walmart or uh, or somewhere like that? You know, he's a good one. You know, uh, Nathan Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Ambassador for the History Channel, National Geographic. There you go. That makes sense. I did a good one there. No, no. A, a, another good one. Lara Croft and compasses. <laughs> yeah, but you don't see adverts for compass. You're missing the critical problem here. Got to be something which is advertised normally. Not yeah, just... but I, I, the problem with yours, Rob, is that's going to be a very short-lived marketing campaign. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to be. And here's Nathan Drake at Machu Picchu, and oh look, he's blown it up. No, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Nathan Drake with the History Channel, Lara Croft with National Geographic. Yeah, I guess that could I work. Um, Doc Brown with the Discovery Channel. No, Doc Brown should be serving a prison sentence. Is what he should be doing. <laughs> Why? Most child endangerment. <laughs> right. yeah, what sort of weird old man asks a young sixteen-year-old lad to come into his shed as he's making a time machine? That is. You know, questionable. Let's be honest. No, no, he didn't do that. <laughs> he exposed him to danger from the like Libyans. The Discovery Channel. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that. He exposed him to danger from the Libyans. Not even that, yeah. He says, come and see my time machine, Marty. You like my time machine? Got a rub it to make it work. <laughs> just, just so questionable. Doc Brown, you don't want him as the face of any product. Speaking of, do you know what I want? What? Is for basically the EE adverts with Kevin Bacon stay exactly the same, 
Yeah. Well, instead of normal Kevin Bacon, it's Kevin Bacon from Hollow Man. <laughs> <laughs> so you just don't see him at all? They've already no, done like, that, oh, oh, Hold on, I've got a picture of it. Did you hear the story how apparently his undercarriage like, was improved by CG? latex face. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about something? someone like Connor McLeod and Gillette Razors? Connor McLeod? Yeah, Highlander. No, 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 no. He... What? It guaranteed not to cut your head off. Yeah, no. What sort of advertising campaign is that? This is Gillette. I'm Connor McLeod. They're not going to cut your head off. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and it's this problem I never knew I needed solving there. Well, they're Brilliant. sharp, but not sharp. Enough. <laughs> like, oh, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> so many ways you could take this and you're going for the dumbest stuff possible. Cocoa Bandicoot. Cocoa Pops. Cocoa Bandicoot. Yeah, Coco Pops. What's Coco Bandicoot? She was the. Uh, isn't she Crash's girlfriend? Bandicoot. It's Crash's girlfriend, isn't it? Yeah, it's Crash's girlfriend. Yeah. You have Ratchet and Clank advertising QVC. <laughs> That's actually oh. not a bad one. Going back, I've got a terrible one. Oh. Connor McLeod again advertising kitchen wipes because <laughs> there can be only one <laughs> sheet. <laughs> Keep him with the Connor McLeod fame. Yeah. He should advertise Alta Vista because somehow, right, he exists in a world in which, you know, um, Sean Connery can be a Spaniard. This is a world which makes no sense and only Alta Vista can explain it. You dredge that one is up that... from somewhere. Alta Vista. My God. Back when you had Netscape. No, uh, but it was back when you had Netscape and Lycos and stuff like that. I wasn't about Alta Vista. No, no. What's the one which um, you can learn, like, different languages on? What, you mean the Rosetta Stone? That's the one. Why did they get them two mixed up? That's a weird thing to mix up. It is a very weird thing to mix up. <laughs> yeah, but that is some logic. Yeah. Connor McLeod and whatever Sean Connery was called in that universe. You Ramirez. Know, doing doing a Rosetta Stone. Yeah. Mm. Actually, that's he a... Was that's a, a... Span- he was a Spaniard who was from Scotland. I don't understand how this works. No, yeah, he was a Spaniard from <laughs> Scotland who lived in Japan. a French-Scottish man. Yeah, he was a teacher of a French-Scottish man. But uh, he was a Scottish Spaniard who lived in Japan. Oh, this is just so many layers of confusion. At a time when Westerners probably weren't allowed into Japan. I've got a good <laughs> one. the least of the worries here, though. You've got one, Andy? I've got one. How about Tyrion Lannister and MasterCard? Explain. This one needs explaining. Because he always pays his debts. Oh. Mm. Come on. No, no, Tyrion Lannister and Wonga is more the more what you want. Um, I'm I'm looking on Google as we talk, and uh, it's got a picture of um oh what's his what's his face Game of Thrones king nobody likes. Um, oh Joffrey, Joffrey, that's him. It says prevent natural disasters. It's got a picture of him aside. Use Durex. That someone's obviously put that one together. That's not a real one. I know. It's no. brilliant, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the question there is, how are you going to prevent national, like na- natural disasters by using Durex? Maybe you just line the mountains with them to prevent landslides and avalanches. Lash. Oh, you're, like, you're equipped downstairs like a dragon or something. <laughs> There's quite a few, though. It's like... What, Durex ones? <laughs> <laughs> and you could easily replace uh, Joffrey with Trump, and you'd still have the same thing. <laughs> then again, Trump isn't... Uh fictional character unless he's like the greatest comedy creation of all time i think he is given some of the stuff that he's said and done like he is the most like a fictional character that any real person has ever behaved well except for boris johnson but they're basically like he's the same person he's he's made up just something we trick americans with it's uh, Boris Johnson and Darren Trump are the same person it's just these are the alternative material for either side of the Atlantic yeah well, we know Boris Johnson's looking forward to Johnny Foreigner. What for? As long as they're children who we can tackle. I think the obvious one we've forgotten here is just sort of properly animated characters because clear animation, we are we, we love it. It's, it's it's lovely, especially when you talk about sort of uh, the Wallace and Gromit. But there you go, Wallace and Gromit. What can't you use Wallace and Gromit for? Well, the obvious thing to use them for is cheese. Cheese. And I think they did actually use them to to advertise cheese. Yeah, I'm well, no, pretty just, sure they did. I mean, even before, I mean, yeah, that's what Wallace likes. But Gromit, he's like a genius inventor. There's so many ways you could take that. He could I've just had the like best so idea. Headphones. I've just had the best idea. You know, at the pound shop, right? 
You know the tools that they sell at the pound shop. They're they're endorsed by uh, that uh, that overweight guy who used to do all those uh, fix it shows on BBC. The, the Tommy, which isn't Cooper, the other Tommy. Tommy, whatever his name is, yeah. Um, have Gromit endorse those instead. It's sell. Yeah, I know, because that could work. So we're just going to list things that would work now, eh? No, no, it's not just things that could work. We never just do things that could work. You know this. <clears throat> yeah, oh, oh, I've got one, since we mentioned Tommy. You know how walkers now make this thing that's like, I think they call it like a terrible thing? Yeah. Where it's like, it's a massive crisp that you can share between friends. Well, it's not Sponsored one crisp. By Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> That's the greatest performance artist I've ever known. No, Tommy Wiseau and Wiseau. He is just amazing. Yes. We can take this on another spin. Okay. Do you know what the the best thing to endorse is? Yourself. You're going to have to advertise, uh, explain no, yourself. This is, a, this is a good one. LinkedIn, right? This is 20 LinkedIn endorsements that you can put on your profile and people can say that you do. Okay. And one of them is breathing. What? <laughs> the goal is counting, spring cleaning, fire eating, punching, small talk, order taking, javelin, that's it, javelin, eating, snacks, chewing gum, Halloween, memes, drinking water, moving up, chilled water, flexible approach to work, tween, smoothie, showers and breathing. One thing I've got to know there is... <laughs> This person's a fire eater. <laughs> Who throws the javelin. <laughs> Who throws the javelin. No, these are all ones... I'm not confused as to how Halloween is a skill. <laughs> I was thinking that as well, I mean... These are all this... legitimate skills. What, well, smoo- smoothie, smoothie, <laughs> uh, smoothie is a skill? Smoothie is a skill. For some people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't deny that bit. There you go, Donkey Kong smoothies. <laughs> Have you seen that, by the way? I mean, it's a, it's not really geeky or related to anything at all. But how sometimes people put like uh, advertising billboards with their CV on? Don't they? Yeah. So that that's is ma- an idea. That's yep. totally full circle. That, that's making yourself the star yeah. who needs advertising. Yeah. I think I've seen it once, like on a bus towards. I can't remember where it was, but it was just like somebody on a billboard and says, "Who's that?" I've just and thought they, of a really good one. So Go- we're just li- naming stuff now. No, no, no. I've just thought <laughs> of a great one. Goku or any of the Dragon Ball characters, right? And Life insurance. No, no. Laxatives. I think life insurance would be much more yeah. accurate. No, no. Lax- laxatives because, you know, when they're powering up, you can have, you know, <laughs> constipated and need relief. <laughs> Now the thing is, is to ways you can go with the Dragon Ball characters. One, they don't stay dead, so you can do life insurance. And when they do come back alive, you can, you know, advertise lawyers because, you know, they're getting done for insurance fraud. Yeah. Mm. You know, nobody ever thinks of the people, those people in Dragon Ball leave behind. Can you imagine if they had, uh, if in the Dragon Ball universe, they had those blame and claim lawyers? Goku mm. would forever be in, in court being litigated. He would. He would. <laughs> Advertising is so diverse, you know what I mean, uh, this stuff works. Yeah. I guess. Well, it, it depends. I mean, uh, advertising is one of those uh, one of those odd things. Um, I worked in uh, marketing and advertising in PR years ago. And when people say that advertisers, marketers... Uh, people who work in PR are evil. They're they're generally half right. A lot. It's changed a lot over the years. But back when I was working in the in the industry in the mid nineties, mid to late nineties, it really was evil. Well, it's not. I wouldn't say evil is the word, but there's just some really insidious stuff that you do to make people want stuff. Trust I mean, me, that's evil. Thing, there's just a few things that I've heard of. Uh, one where it's like a like a super mega star, where they make the tiles um, shorter in places with more expensive stuff but so you feel like if you're going too fast just slow down to see that more expensive stuff yeah mm. like little bits well, like advertising that. is basically all just sort of lying to people yeah you know uh, i mean rob and i were actually actually rob i've got to tell him about the squash right the squash yeah we were in a shop earlier on today and we saw the most accurate description of uh, of a bottle of robinson's orange squash <laughs> 
I can't remember what the exact thing was, but it had orange in tiny little letters, and then it went uh, mixed fruit. Uh, sorry, mixed fruit drink um, made from concentrates of other fruits. <laughs> And then went on in small letters to describe it. And then instead of going Robinson's Orange. Yeah. I mean, advertisement changes so much. Uh, if you look at the old adverts, I mean, it's well worth looking at the oldest adverts because they are just marvellously on, on point and just they say exactly what it is, exactly why you should use it. Yeah. There's well, no sort of about any of it. Like World War Two sort of style advertisements were just incredibly to the point. Yeah, they were, but I mean, uh, you also had a lot of lying coming into the World War Two adverts. I mean, uh, the cigarette oh, yeah. adverts lied through their teeth. Oh yeah, I don't think they lied through the teeth. They just didn't know what cigarettes did. Then they actually thought it was healthy to a point. Yeah, I yeah. And you also had stuff like in comic books, Batman and Superman trying to convince kids to buy war bonds, yeah, so that they could go <laughs> kill Nazis. Yeah, I mean, you had the Flintstones, uh, Fred and Barney. Uh, smoking that cigarettes. Batman, just on the Batman thing. Batman didn't provoke murders. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's okay because if it's Nazis, it doesn't count. Ah, uh, there you go. That's where it got them. That's I think I think that's one of the reasons why if it's Nazis in video games, we're fine. Yeah. You know, they're just mooks. Stormtroopers, Nazis, Nazis, that sort of thing. Yeah, they're just mooks. We can kill them all. No, it's just it's interesting to look at, and it's I know it's ten changing the tone a little bit but just interesting to look at how advertising's changed over the years it's just so well people are a lot less innocent about advertising and the rest of the world in general but they're also a lot more desensitized to stuff so they don't really care yeah it's not like connected to anybody but look at some of the stuff they do now i mean advertisers know what works the stuff they do which really does connect or, or has like a successful product behind it tends to have something particularly annoying about it yeah. So you remember mm-hmm. the annoying stuff. If it's just a matter of fact advert that says, this is my thing, buy my thing, people will forget it. But if it's go compare and dancing idiots with, you know, prosthetic backsides and, you know, pole dancing heavy weight yeah. men, you know, people are like, oh, I hate that so much, but you won't forget it. It's just so... Yeah, but the actual funny adverts people forget. You remember, uh, was it, uh, you remember the Malibu adverts? They had one. They had one of the Malibu adverts. They had um, they had a line of guys. One of them was dressed as a fish, and you had some older guy going along, slapping them with this fish, saying, "You want the fish? You want the fish? You will never be a fisherman." You know, like a drill sergeant. I guess. And the whole idea was Malibu is seriously easygoing, and everyone in the in the uh, in the Caribbean is you know quite laid back. But they were turning it around and making everyone super serious instead. Don't remember that. I mean, I like the ones which you just read. I mean, some adverts I've remembered for the like, best part of a decade. Coors Light? No, no, I'm not going to go with that. I mean, I was going to go with uh, Schnapps, the, the Judderman. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's a creepy one. Because that inspired... Mm. Uh, what did that inspire? I mean, it, it's like the Judderman is... Kind of, oh, it was the Slenderman, wasn't it? Because the Judderman is, was this sort of stuff-animated sort of puppets man from uh, Scandinavia somewhere. Yeah, based on just, Jack just Frost. Search, search, yeah, just searched on Jack Frost. Search for it on YouTube. I think it's something which really holds up. There's like a piece of um, well, something that's been made like through effects and you know hard work rather than just dumbness. Yeah, mm. that sort of stuff where they're actually being inventive. I think there should be more of that in advertising. Truth be told. Yeah, I think the one I've always remembered from a while ago was a Persia ad. Where it's like some guys in India and they've got this sort of hat yes. back. Yeah, and they hammer and it. And they see get... a billboard for the new Peugeot. <laughs> like, yeah, they start hammering the car and then get an elephant to sell in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, you just see them driving past, like, sort of Bollywood music playing and they're all doing the head bob. Oh, yeah, yeah I do recall that one. See, that was a great advert. <laughs> see, so, I mean, it, the, getting a character, whether it's like an actor a character that you manufactured for the purpose of the advert or whatever. Stuff that always works is the stuff that you think's cool. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to take any sort of celebrity or character and put them into an advert and automatically make it cool. Well, with celebrities, you think, oh, they've just been paid to do that. They don't believe us. Well, if you people that are a lot more turned on to that sort of thing. So they don't believe that those people are endorsing anything. They just know they're there for a paycheck. Yeah. But... Yeah, those cool adverts, those interesting adverts that are doing something funny or, you know, unique. You do remember them. It yeah. means more to you. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, uh, like I said, with celebra- uh, with characters as well, 
you know that there's money involved, which is one of the reasons why I said people are a lot more desensitized to these sorts mm. of things. You know, they're a lot more wise to the ways of the world. And back back in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, people weren't as au fait with how advertising worked. Now everybody's a bit cynical when they look at it. Well, in Mad Men. It's not Mad Men. I know. <laughs> it's one thing. Mm. But the ones that I like with celebrities, they do work sometimes. There's one where they're sort of very self-effacing about it. Which one's that one? No, so they know what their reputation is, so they do an advert which is consciously playing off that reputation. Yeah. You know, I can't yeah. think of any examples off my head, but they do exist, those adverts, and they do at least try to work with the idea that there's this super celebrity endorsing their thing. Well, to be honest, you know the early EE ones? I know we've mentioned Kevin Bacon already, but some of the uh, some of the some a couple of the first ones he did for EE were quite self-effacing. Yeah, they kind of got a bit too self-aware and know that they've... Yeah. Like the ones with the like the football one. Yeah. They've got like the Sky app or whatever. Yeah. And all the football managers sort of reacting to it and then Rio Ferdinand dancing like a tool. Yeah. I mean, taking it too far. The one of the one of the first ones that Virgin did where they had Usain Bolt. Um actually uh, yeah. no, I think it was the second one where Usain Bolt was playing all the members of the of his family. You know, from like granddad to mother to wife to like little baby. That's brilliant, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and then there was another one where he was where he's doing kickups in the backyard. He's kicking the ball about, and now people are kicking it back to him. And then he kicks it into the shed, and you've got Richard Branson in a spacesuit building a model of the moon. <laughs> one man he can't find anywhere to do any games on the on the internet because all animals are using up as broadband. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know that sort of stuff. It's just, it, that's not a recent campaign. I mean, it's a few years old now. Yeah. But when a, a, a separate endorse or something, you just forget about it instantly. Yeah. The, yeah. Do you know what one of the funny, funny things, uh, funny adverts that I've seen, or the funny, the funny uh, kind of offshoot of it, is remember Johnny Vegas was advertising PG Tips? Oh, well, yeah. That's like practically its own sitcom now. Well, the thing is, it's gone on from there so that they've removed Johnny Vegas and all they have now is the monkey. He's been voiced by a variety of people. Yeah. So they basically started off with Johnny Vegas, and now they've just got that puppet monkey. It's the same with the the meerkats. They're, oh, yeah. They've become, like, a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. They've gone the other way around. They spun out of, like, a really terrible joke. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, some people looking for Compare the Market. They get it wrong and type in now, Compare the Market. meerkat sounds like market. Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah. And they've went... The other way, I remember, Macaulay Culkin's now on their advert. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean he's gone? The, well, they're getting celebrities yeah, into I think the he, adverts. Yeah. I think well, what, if, if it's him turning a corner, I think that's good for Macaulay Culkin because he's had a bit of a bad time of yeah. it. So. I think one of the strangest, strangest ones, strangest uh, kind of celebrity endorsements that I'm amazed has lasted this long is Gary Lineker and Walker's Crisps. That's like being a decade or over, hasn't it? Has, hasn't it? It's it's. I, I don't even remember when it first started, but somehow they've turned Gary Lineker into this. You know, he when you watch Match of the Day or you watch him on BBC or something like that, and you see him and he's you know just this affable guy, and then you switch over to one of the other channels where they have adverts, and you see him on a Walker's Crisp advert, and he's doing everything he can to basically steal someone else's crisps. And the weird thing is, he's not a bad actor. No, he's not. <laughs> like, I think the weirdest thing for me growing up was learning that Gary Lineker is actually an ex-footballer, not just the Walker's spokesman. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> that's how I was introduced to him. He's Gary Lineker, Chris Magnet. You know, you know what the best thing is about that? What? I think it's actually stated in an interview that he hates Walker's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very so good So that's really ironic. Well, I mean, he do, he he does the adverts really well. I mean, the latest one is is his kids have come to visit him in hospital because he's got like a broken leg and he's eating these crisps, and his kids are all, are all obviously wanting some of them, and then they end up uh, sandwiching sandwiching his bed, folding it up so he's trapped inside and taking his crisps off him. So his kids have now become evil crisp magnets as well. I like the BT ones because we talked about the sort of. Um... The monkey who's become basically like his own little thing in a sitcom. Yeah. About uh, Johnny Vegas. The old BT ones, which was basically about how that guy who used to be on, um, what was it called? He used to be on My Family. Yeah. And he was like trying to get in with this new family. And eventually 
Yeah, it came to a point where the young lad went off the university and he started. Oh yeah, and had like that entire soap opera yeah. storyline. Yeah, it was like it was actually really well thought out. It was weird because that that whole idea, that whole idea of that kind of advertisement where it's an ongoing story, came from the Oxo family and then was really pushed by Nescafe Gold Gold Blend, ah. Nescafe Gold Blend, because if you remember. One of the big things for Nescafe Gold Blend, and they made a killing from this, by the way, um, was they had this couple who met and they started the kind of a relationship and then they actually put out a, a marketing campaign asking the public to decide on whether to, the two hooked up or not. Nicole, Papa. Yeah, that was Peugeot, wasn't it? Yeah. And then Bob and Rebecca <laughs> kind of kind of go in it. Yeah. Bob. Yeah, it's probably the Daz adverts. Oh, was this the uh, the white? Well, it's like of the just wi- an entire soap opera. Yeah, based around the based Daz around white. Detergent. <laughs> yes, and so he's just that classic example of how much advertisements change. You know, I mean, the once uh, once upon a time, anyway, there used to be a point where you think, oh, advert, toilet break, go and get a drink. Yeah. But, no, sometimes the adverts are actually more entertaining. Well, especially when it's like new adverts. Yeah. New adverts can be more entertaining than TV shows they're attached to. Yeah, well, is... what about uh, when Channel 4 does the comedy gala and they always hijack the ads? During the adverts, Yeah. the celebrities, it's it's Alan Khan now, but Jimmy Carr used to do it. Yeah. And uh, he was, for example, one of them was... He was assaulting the go compare man, and um, like another one, he was uh, blaming the font of Specsavers, okay. and I thought that was genius, and it made you watch the adverts. Speaking of, was it Specsavers who Howard came out of? Oh no, it was Halifax, wasn't it? That yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, he's they fired gone. him, I think. Yeah, they got rid of him. He got too big for them. Um, <laughs> I, actually, I like the Specsavers adverts. You know, they should have gotten the Specsavers. Uh, the one, the one, the first one I saw was the guy with the sheepdog, and I just felt really sorry for the sheepdog. See, <laughs> kind of, uh... I thought those started off really well, because with the original advert, the whole point was it was someone wearing a bad pair of glasses. Yeah. But now I feel like it kind of doesn't work as much where it's just someone who needs a pair of glasses. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the one with the astronauts coming into land, I watched that one and I was like, yeah, okay. But the, yeah, the, the sheepdog one, I really feel sorry for the dog in that one. Yeah, the idea that you can talk about adverts, yeah, they are diverse things. And that's even without going into sort of the weird way that the continent does it. Sort of, oh, definitely. They have like TV programs which are about the weirdest adverts in uh, Europe or America, and they're so oversexed. So incredibly oversexed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um... Not just over on the continent, I mean, uh, in Asia and in Australia. Australia is pretty bad for those adverts, by the way. Yeah, I imagine so. And so we're, don't... quite, we're quite sort of playing up our international reputation as being sort of, you know, stiff upper lip and quite um, reserved. Well, we are. I mean, uh, when you get re- uh, have you seen any uh, South American adverts? No. You should try them. I imagine they talk really, really fast. It's it's an it's an experience. If you find the right South American adverts, it's a, it's a real experience, and we've well, seen. I've got a bit of context to that because I've watched a little bit of sort of Mexican wrestling and the, just the over sense, sensory overload of how fast they talk and how much everything's going off and the the flags and the fireworks and all that and making a shot of it. I imagine adverts from South America are a lot like that. Oh no no, never mind those adverts. You just remind me the Ring of Honor adverts. You have to Ring tell them about that. <laughs> Ring of Honor advert. Ring of Honor, the wrestling company. It says, do you have knee and back parables? <laughs> so they, they sell stuff like that. And there was one that says, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an official. I'm a, no, not an official. What was the word he used? It says, I'm a professional cowboy. So I know what pain really means. <laughs> I go with these knee and back braces that <laughs> help me with my knee and back problems. Which asks more questions again. What's a professional cowboy? Is there an unprofessional cowboy? <laughs> is there a professional? Is there a league where you, you finally get to the top league and you become a professional one? This is so many questions. It's a rogue cowboy. Like, do all the professional cowboys hate those damn weekend cowboys? Anyway, yeah, I think, I think we've covered adverts quite conclusively there. <laughs> okay, um, pick of the geek. If you, if you uh, well, just favorite advert. Well, favorite adverts or 
if you've got one that you want to recommend, one that you've come up with at the top, off the top of your head for an advert? Well, the hmm. pick of the gig, the sort of favourite advert, mine it will always be the Judderman because I really do think that is one of the more interesting adverts of like the past 15 years. Okay. The Judderman. Do, yeah. like, do a YouTube search for that. I'm sure it'll still be on YouTube. Yeah. And for me, one of the best adverts I have ever seen, and this was a piece of... This was a piece of advertising genius. It wasn't a funny one. It wasn't an iconic one. And it slipped under a lot of people's radars. People kind of remember it, but the work, the genius bit was, it was an advert for a company called Anderson Consulting. And it had all of these, it had a shoal of fish all swimming about, you know, just as they do. And it had a shark appear. And the voiceover was basically talking about how all of these small fishes kind of represented small businesses um, I remember that, yeah. And then, you know, with Anderson Consulting's help, and then all of a sudden, the, all the shoal of fish took the form of a giant shark and scared away this other shark, you know, and then yeah. just came up with Anderson Consulting. I do remember the advert, not the company themselves, yeah. though. The great bit about that advert was, and whoever got pit, whoever came up with that advert is is a freaking genius, seriously. I think it was an award winner. <laughs> uh, it, it was an award winner. But uh, whoever came, the great thing about that advert was because there was no text or anything like that, it was just fish and sharks, that advert could be translated into any language. Mm. And that was the genius bit about it. So I've got to say, that one's one of my favourites of all time. So Andrew, is your favourites? Uh, I think probably for my favourite, I'm going to have to say Japanese Robocop. Because he's <laughs> such a jerk. Yes, he is. <laughs> but I've also had another amazing idea. Oh? I think... Not even just a slubby endorsement, a slubby endorsement that would explain a plot hole in a film. Oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator, endorsing beef jerky. And that's how we got Wrinkly Terminator in Terminator Genesis. Wow. Because <laughs> at some point he had to replace that, that face skin. Andrew? Andy, sorry. Uh- well, the one that stands out for me, a really funny advert, would be the full campaign with John claude Van Damme for Coors Light. The early ones, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought the idea was brilliant. No, uh, I, love, I love the fact that with a completely straight face, Jean claude Van Damme could deliver the line, my nipples were so, co- were so cold, <laughs> they started talking to me. That's only because he's physically incapable of smiling. Yes. <laughs> Um, Rob, any more from you? No, I don't think so. I've got a couple more. Um, Just rattle through them quick, then. Uh, uh, well, one that I would love to see is uh, Pac-Man uh, selling Monster Munch, because I think that would work. But mm-hmm. um, from real-world adverts, I've got to go with uh, the very first Old Spice advert. You know, the very first one with the guy on the horse? Yeah, before it became attached to... Yeah. Uh, I can't forget his name, but yeah. Before it became atta- before it became attached to Terry Crews, and before it yeah. became this massive internet thing, that very first one was hilarious because I was sitting there going, "What the hell did I just watch?" <laughs> you know, um, and someone else go while I remember the other one because I've just forgotten it. Any other favourites from anybody? You know, you've got my. I have one favourite. Um, I don't two time or three time with it because it's all good. But yeah, other people. Exactly. Yeah, I don't cheat around on my favourite. I'm not cheating around on my favourite. Mainly because I'm worried about what Japanese Robocop would do to me if I did. <laughs> he'd, just go, he'd, he'd get into your house, he'd open your fridge, and he'd just sit there in his underpants eating all your food. And then, you know, saying, wah, 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 after he's at everything. <laughs> making blinking eye contact while he eats my bacon raw. Exactly. <laughs> he need me to cook it. Such a douche. That that was it. I never understood. Remember the game Monster Hunter? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Never understood this because uh, they brought back Predator, you know, with Predators and Aliens versus Predator and stuff like that. And so the whole idea of the Predator was this was this thing. And I never understood why they never used uh, Predator as a character to uh, to advertise or promote games like Cabela's Big Game Hunter or uh, Monster Hunter or something like that. Because <laughs> it'd work, wouldn't it? Or Predator ba- and tampons. I reckon Predator would be better after it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Given a more reasonable answer, I reckon Predator would be better advertising sort of adventure weekends. 
<laughs> you know, going out for a few drinks with the friends at a weekend. Come to Big Bill's Adventure Palace. <laughs> We've got a predator. No. Oh. There's always a Big Bill. Wait a minute. You know the predator's, like, weird crab mouth thing? Yeah. And he's just got Cristiano Ronaldo's mouth flaps in. <laughs> 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 okay so uh we'll have to start wrapping up now yes. any uh, final ones we want uh, any final adverts we want to throw out there for people let's try and catch up with um well I, I like the malibu adverts as a series because it was it was idiosyncratic and it's very much a product of its time i don't think they they work as well now but you know i've got fond memories of them yeah yeah they were, they're kind of cute yeah it's just the it was just things like you know the bus is three seconds late and they're having an argument because the bus is three seconds late. Yeah, yeah, I get you. And they got a guy on a bike behind the bus. There's no one else behind him, and he's just looking forward, going, "Oh no, total gridlock." <laughs> I don't think you can do that accent, Rob. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Shall we add that to the very long list of accents Rob definitely can't and should never ever do? Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I've been so... banned from that advert, uh, that accent as well. So, yeah, that, that, that's all we have time for this week, I reckon. Um, you better not call this episode Rob Gets Banned from Another Accent. So, yeah, uh, thanks thanks very much for listening. You can find us all over uh, social media, but on Facebook and Twitter, you search for TJS underscore The Geek Show, or just The Geek Show on Facebook, you will find us. Uh, head over to thegeekshow.co.uk for all of our stuff. You can also find us on YouTube, which will be linked to our website. Or you can just listen to us anywhere. I mean, you found us but there's other places you can find us. Uh, for one, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us on SoundCloud, Mixcloud, or even iTunes. I know, shock horror, a podcast on iTunes. What world are we living in? But uh, until next time, thank you very much for listening. And next week is sure to be an interesting one again <laughs> after the <laughs> box we've opened this week. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I've been Rob. I've been Andy. I've been Andrew. And I've been Rob. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.